Real JP Multimedia, proud sponsor of the Nerdball Podcast. Here to help you with all things audio, video, graphics, photo, web design. From weddings to real estate, commercial business to private use, we offer a big variety of services for almost any budget. And if we can't do it, we will find someone who can. Find us at realjp.com. That's R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Real JP Multimedia. Good morning. I am Jack Weisenberger, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. Is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher? All right, Jack. Perfect. You nailed it. Now, before we start, you're a very rare company here because very rarely do I have one high school kid. <laughs> it's normally two, uh, just because they. I always feel more comfortable. Yeah, with someone um, else. Yeah, yeah, and it, it just makes the conversation a little easier. But mm-hmm. I have full confidence in you because a you are on a, another podcast, and I know you long enough where I know you're a talker too. Uh huh. So uh, I'm not worried about it. So I just wanted to let you know. Um, I uh, I didn't think twice about just oh. saying, "Hey, you, you're mm-hmm. you're, you're by yourself." <laughs> so thanks for being on here. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Um. So you. Uh, you, I want to get to Inside the Hive. Yeah, I, of course. I've had Mr. Rogers on. I've had mm-hmm. Joel on, so we'll talk about that. But before that, um, the only other thing I know about you uh, is that you you are a golfer. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in. Do you? I always. I never remember. Do you play in the fall? You do it in the fall. Yeah, golf is a fall sport. Okay. So we our season always starts August first. That's when we have tryouts. Those first couple days, and golf is really. It's a sprint. It never feels like it's like a long season. It's like, go, go, go. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you're like, oh, my gosh, we're almost done. <laughs> it's like you never know when something's happening. You're like, oh, geez, that's coming up. This is coming up. It's like, yeah. all right, wow. Like, yeah, so first week, you got tryouts, first couple of days. Then, like, next day, you got three tournaments in a row. Next week, you got tournament, tournament, <laughs> tournament, tournament. Then before you know it, you're like, school starts. Then you got two matches a week. It's like, let's just, wow. let's go. So have you have you been a golfer your whole life? Yeah, so I've been... As long as I've known, I've been a golfer. There's pictures of me in a onesie. My dad's got like a golf club in my hand, yeah. like in a picture. It's <laughs> up in my room. Oh, it's it's one. Of the, it's really good picture. But yeah, yeah, golf's always been a big part of my life, and yeah. it's been something that I've liked to do, and always just for fun. Or then I started doing it competitively and had a lot of fun with it. So golf has definitely been something that I've enjoyed, and I've made a lot of friendships and met a lot of different people through it yeah. so it's been very good for me did you grow up in perrysburg i did yeah i've okay. been in perrysburg my whole life and uh so what's like your home course then that you like to that you always go to so in season we play at belmont country club all okay. the time and then out of season i'm typically over at toledo country club playing with everybody it's funny not i'm like a unique situation where people are like you're a kid, but like you know every single person that's here. Like yeah. I walk in, they're like, "Hey, Jack, how you doing?" I'm like, "Good. How are you?" So and so. They're like, "How?" People walk up to me that like don't know. They're like, "How do you know all these?" I'm like, yeah. "I played golf with him. I played golf with him. Yeah, played golf with him. Sometimes you know, play for a little money, take a couple, couple bucks." They're like, "How is this? What is this kid doing?" I'm yeah. like, oh, "You know, I'm just playing." That's a. It's such an important skill to have, though, as a as a high schooler. It's not not to like know people, but. The reason you know people is because you talk to people. Yeah. And you, you know, yes, golf helps with that, but you also, just because you're golfing with someone, doesn't automatically make you friends or want to talk to them. You can play a whole round in silence. Yeah. You know, it takes, still takes efforts, still takes um, building on that skill. So that's, you know, kudos to you to, to be able to do that because it's going to serve you well mm-hmm. going forward, you know? And I try, I try and make an effort to talk to people, whoever I'm playing with, get to know a little bit about them, yeah. who they are, you know, have a couple laughs. That's what my coaches always say. They like, when we didn't take you to the one tournament, coach was like, "Where's Jack at today? Why is he not here? This is it's, it's like something's missing. You know, yeah. he's not out there talking to people. Like all these other kids I play with, they like practice, they get focused, yeah. they're ready to go. Then there's me. I'm out there. I'll I'll putt a couple, and then I'll be talking to somebody, and they're like, "You not? Are you ready to go? I'm like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'll, I'll be ready." But I'm over there talking half the time, saying, "Hey, how you doing? How yeah. you doing? You ready to go? Oh yeah, this is great. Whatever." What do you like more about golfing? Is it the golf itself or just being able to be with people and talk to people? 
I mean, I think they're equally as important. You know, you get okay. to meet a lot of different people. Yeah. And I've definitely gotten to do that over in high school and in other tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think the the game, it teaches you a lot of mental fortitude. You got to really stay locked in mentally for the long run because mm-hmm. if you're not in it all the way, it can go south really quickly. And I think it's taught me a lot of different lessons. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that's, that's great. Do, when you uh, – first of all, I don't know the makeup of a high school – uh, golf team. Mm-hmm. I just know uh, every year there's uh, some some banners of seniors, and they are like, "Oh yeah, we have a golf team, right?" Mm-hmm. Or when when someone's really good, you know, you notice yeah. them too. Like there's um, a good girls golfer, mm-hmm. uh, Sydney, Sydney. Yeah, yeah. So like you pay attention to that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, much like any other sport, like, yeah. I think I mean people always pay attention to football, but they pay attention more when you're good or when Connor Waldzak is on, yeah, the team, right. So can you explain? Uh, you say tryouts and all that stuff. How many kids typically try out? How many do you keep? Do you have JV teams? Like, what's how? Do, how does a, a the high school uh, golf team work? Yeah, so typically it, it kind of varies on the year. Some years we've had a lot of kids come out. Some years we haven't had as many. Mm-hmm. I think last year we had actually like I want to say around twenty one, twenty two kids that came out, which is pretty good for us. Okay. And then typically, depending on the year, this year we had five seniors, so we kind of knew who was going to be on varsity. And then Josh, my brother, he was the sixth guy. So on varsity, you keep six, maybe a couple floaters. So at max, you have eight guys okay. that play on varsity that rotate in. And then we do – we have a JV team. Mr. Winkleman coaches that. I don't know if you know Mr. Winkleman, but – Yeah, he's a yeah. real tall guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, Wink, I went to school with him. Yep, Wink yeah. coaches the JV. They have a lot of fun. So he, I think he has <laughs> 10 or 12 kids that play on JV, and they rotate in and out. But, yeah, we have about 20 kids in the program. We okay. all kind of got to know each other and – know a little bit about each other and just have fun with it. So do you all practice together? So no. Varsity varsity's at Belmont Monday through Thursday pretty much. We we got really close. We practiced a lot w- yeah. together with each other. And then J V they have practices every once in a while. They take a van from school. They go out to Fallen Timbers and practice and then have their match schedule. So Okay. So it's pretty you guys are pretty much separate from for the most part. Yeah, for the most part we're separate and maybe okay. that'll change at some point in the future, but sure. Well, right I would imagine now we're separate. I would imagine it's hard to like, hey, we get we need a golf course that's going to accommodate 20, 20 players, right? Yeah. At one time. Yeah. And yeah. I think the thing is, well, it used to be when we changed times, like high school used to get out at 2:30 and then it was a lot easier for them to find a course and now that we get out at 3:25 can't get on until four, then all the people that get off work have their golf leagues yeah. and stuff like that. So it's a lot harder to find courses that will accommodate us. But luckily, Belmont has been very nice to us and let us play there for free for the last six or seven years. So nice. it's been a great partnership. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, how is it having your brother on your team? Ooh, man, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a loaded it's, question. It's, it's great, you know. We get to spend a lot of <laughs> spend a lot of time together. We compete. We compete a lot, sure. actually. Every single day, is some sort of competition. <laughs> Not just with us or with its, some of the other guys, but yeah. oh, so much competition that goes into it. For I mean, for a while this season, Josh was playing some of the best golf on our team, and he took over the number one spot on our team, but in average wise, and playing with all the number one guys. Yeah, and he played really well, and I got it tip my hat to him he was playing better than i was for a short period of time but yeah. man you really emphasized the word short there. i mean it was it was well our, our golf season's short but yeah I, it was there was about a three-week period where he was just better than yeah, everyone man. we had the okay. most consistent guy we had but i feel like that's golf though yes right? it is golf yeah. is very much ebbs and flows you yeah. got to be peaking at the right time as coach delauder always likes to say yeah we want to be peaking in october and we never seem to always do that <laughs> if i'm gonna be honest we always seem to it seemed like august we, we kind of knew who you were yeah. september we started to hit our stride then right about like mid-september we're as good as we're going to be october we're like all right let's get to the playoffs let's yeah. make sure we do this and then like towards the end of october we're like all right just hang on for dear life let's get <laughs> let's get through it you know but I, the on. thing about josh he's he's a He's come a long way. Like a couple of years ago, he wouldn't have touched a golf club. He just kind of wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. And yep. then Josh, mm-hmm. we played one day, hit a hole in one. He's like, golf's the greatest sport yeah, ever. Sure. I'm in. I'm in. And so he's motivated himself a lot these last couple of years to get better and do some work in the off season. And it's really paid off for him. But well, those having those great shots or the great day or whatever is what makes people stick with golf because. If, like and it, it's, it's weird because it just seems like uh, 
it could be like for Josh, it was that hole in one, but it, it just could 100%. be like, like one shot. Like, you see, I am good at this, you know? And then you're like, well, I'm just going to keep going. And 80% of the time, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. You know? I mean, Josh, he was never really into it. And then one day he hit that and he's like, I'm going to play every day now. I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> it, All what, right. What grade is he in? He's a sophomore now. Okay. Right. But the thing about Josh is he can be really great a couple days, but then he has. I guess I'll put it, he has a short fuse where okay. something goes wrong, he gets angry real fast. He's he's the type of kid that likes to make a lot of excuses, and I'm not, I'm, you talk to people, I'm not really that way. I kind of like go with the flow, whatever, sure. try to like block it out, but Josh is like the complete opposite. Anything he can use that's not his fault, he will try and find it, say, that's what happened, this kid was doing <laughs> something to me, yada, yada, yada. Josh will find a way to make sure it was not his fault per se, but... I love him, and he he's been doing a great job, and hopefully he does well his next two years of high school. So now I feel like uh, that there is some truth in that because you're saying it right, but also um, you're his older brother, and you're probably biased to the fact that um, there is a short fuse, and maybe but maybe you're just do you think are you blown out of proportion or it's it's uh, I mean I don't think necessarily. I mean you you might have to ask other people. You sure. can ask. You can ask either of our coaches, Delauder or Thompson. They'll tell you, Josh. You know, he, he's he's a nice kid. You know, sure. he always does the right things. But then there's you know those days on the golf course where it's not going his way. He doesn't necessarily handle it correctly, mm-hmm. as they would say, and he'll yeah. get angry. And yeah, well, you know, he, you know we he, have a couple kids on our team that are like that, but sure. you know it happens. Well, it takes all kinds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he he never showed that fuse, that short fuse, when he was an umpire, which, oh, which is gosh. probably good. At least yeah. I never when saw he that when he anyway. showed up to ump yeah. with it. <laughs> Yeah, you, you want to ump today? No, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to stay home. I'm like, you got the job. What are you, you're not going to work? No, nah, I'm good. I'm not coming to work today. I'm like, okay. But no, oh, Josh, would, Josh wouldn't do that in a larger public setting. Like being an umpire, I don't think he'd have a short fuse. But yeah. in golf, something he's grown to like love. And, and it's so becomes, intimate. Yeah, yeah, he gets very frustrated. That's right. Um, th- that's I think it's a good... It can be a good thing sometimes, as long as you can hone it in, mm-hmm. right? It's, yep. You know, you can't you can't go through life like everything's peachy all the time, right? Because mm-hmm. you, he might be over here, and you're you're way over here, yeah. Where that stuff doesn't bother you, where it, you know, like I mean, I'm sure at some point you get upset about things, mm-hmm. right? But uh, it's good to be able to hone it in at some point. Josh, I'm on your side a little bit here, so <laughs> I don't want this to bash Josh. No, podcast. no, no, no. That's not what this is. About. I know. Well, I just messed around. We'll see how far we go with that but it may be there may be more to the story today but sure, who knows sure well maybe maybe uh if if you want to write in josh the email is the nerdball podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. so he could he can send Come an email in, in josh. yeah what, what what else do you want me to answer for the public uh when you go to uh when you go play a match are there courses that you know you're like ugh, i hate that course Yes, and I'm gonna. I'll I'll try and answer very carefully because I don't want to ruin anything for our team our team in the future. But I think it's it's become very well known that Perrysburg High School and Brandywine Country Club do not necessarily get along, and okay. that we don't necessarily play very well there. Not saying it's necessarily all the course because there's a lot of mental aspects like we've talked about. But Perrysburg High School and Brandywine do not get along. We've never played well there. It's kind of gone downhill, although when we played Anthony Wayne there in our match, they, it was in very nice shape, which yeah. was a shock to us. But <laughs> I got us. Brandywine, lo- it, it has, it had, it used to be a very good golf course. People always say, oh, this used to be awesome, but we live in the in the present, and I never got to see that. And Boy. I'm a little, little upset that I didn't get to see it in its former glory, but sure. now I feel like it's just not the same as everyone claims it was, mm-hmm. and it's not the same. And another one is, well, this one, I'm sorry, but this is more driven, to, again, towards Josh. He doesn't like it. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but Cody Schneider is a huge fan of it, yeah. and he's played, like, the best golf of his life there every time we play there is yeah. Heather Downs Country Club. Okay. Right. So, like, Heather Downs, it, again, my my mom used to be a member there, which he grew up, and they tell all these, and my my parents were there in the early 2000s, and they tell stories about how it used to be awesome, sure. it used to be a pool, it used to be this and that, and I'm I'm looking at it now. I'm like, how far it. has this come yeah. down? Like, yeah. it's sad. It's sad to see. Like, when my grandparents come back from Arizona and they used to be members there, they they see it now. They're like, this is just not the same place. Yeah. And there's a lot of, it's it's got a lot of history and it was a good course, but now it's just it's not the same. So it's 
a little sad to see. And those are two courses that I'm not exactly my favorites, but if I have to play them, I'll play them. But I'm not going to go out of my way to, you know, let's go play there. Yeah. Type of thing. So what's your, what's your favorite course then? Cause you, you go ahead and take a drink of water. But, um, so you, you have these courses that you struggle or your team struggles, and part of that might be mentally too. Yes. Like you going into you're like, oh, brandy one is one hundred percent right away. You you have that down that that feeling. But so what on the on the other side of the coin? What's something you're like, man? I can't wait to play there. So I think in our matches, some of my favorite courses have been the Legacy, just because it's for our team. It's so wide open. We got a couple kids who are a little erratic off the tee and spray it, but they can still get the ball in the hole. Yeah. So that's a really good one for us. And then I Stone Ridge is just beautiful down in BG. Every time we play there, it's in fabulous condition, and we always have a lot of fun there. So those are two courses that I've really come to enjoy, both Legacy and Stone Ridge, a little bit different courses, but yeah. two of the better ones that we play during the year, and they're a lot of fun to play. But this year we also got to play Finley Country Club for the first time because oh. they're, they're coming into the NLL expansion, and I yeah. thought that was a very, very nice golf course, and hopefully – they stay in the league for a long time because I think a lot of kids will have a good experience there. So, nice. all right. Um, so, I play. I played golf a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's more of a like I'm terrible, but I know I'm terrible, and I just have fun with my buddies. Right. And drive That's what golfer, it's all right? about. Yeah. So, uh, but we would always we would always play Fallen Timbers because it's super. It was yep. cheap at the yep. time. For, Still is. I think when we would play, this is right out of high school. After five, all you can golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen bucks with a mm-hmm. cart. Yep. So yeah, we try to hammer out as many holes as we could. Usually get about I don't know twelve, and then it gets too dark. Um, Riverby, yeah, go there. Riverby's great too. Yeah, we uh, we we go there, and then there's one more. Uh, it's on the way to BG, and I can't remember what it is right now. But we would always play there because again, it was it was cheap. Yeah, it's not that great of a course. They had foot golf there actually mm-hmm. at one point, uh, which <laughs> I never tried, but it looked it looked like fun. Which is soccer golf basically. Um, Gosh, I wish I knew the name of that one. But that was whenever we told people we played, it was like, why are you playing there? It was like, well, we're 20 years old and we don't yeah. have a lot of money. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it, it. it's not always about the quality of the course. If you're there to play with friends, you know, play where you can. Yeah, you know? yeah. We, I know yeah. Josh and his friends, they like to go out to crosswinds and play and yeah. do stuff like that. And I know my <laughs> friends have asked me to play. We still haven't gotten to that point. I'm blaming Grant for that. He's he's like, oh, let's go play. I'm like, all right, get a tee time. Gets a tee time. Then a couple of days before he backs out really? or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> Come on, dude! You were you always so excited to go play. Let's go do it. Hopefully, this summer we will we will get a couple times before we go off to separate places. But sure. it's always, yeah. There's some good stories. We uh, is Crosswinds the one on twenty? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it used to be called something else because because we would play there when it was only a nine hole course. Yeah, uh, but we would play there quite a bit too because again, it's it's affordable. Yeah, right. So and now it's it's. When it was nine holes, there was a bunch of trees around, uh, and now the the back nine is just wide open because yeah, they created pretty it much from a the farm whole field. course. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. But yeah. a lot of people look for it too. They're like, "What's the easiest course I can play so I don't have to torture myself?" Yeah, you know, I don't want to have to go through all this suffering of having to hit a difficult golf shot. Yeah, but, yeah. So that's why a lot of people pick those courses. There's nothing wrong with that. You're supposed to enjoy the games. So. Yeah, yeah. Do Do you find when you go to these tournaments stuff when you're because you're the way you are. Do you mm-hmm. find like uh, see the other kids and get upset about this and that? Like, man, I'm glad. I'm glad I don't feel that way. <laughs> you know, it's it's fun. It just depends. Like yeah. some kids are like, oh, this is terrible. You know, this is the worst thing ever. Like, why are we playing here? I'm like, you know, that's just where it is today. You just gotta <laughs> you gotta suck it up. You gotta deal with it. Get through your 18 holes or whatever. Sign your scorecard and move on. You know, yeah, you, you try and have fun with it. You do the best you can and. Mm-hmm. Just be the best golfer you can be. I know some people are like we should never play here again, but I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It's it's kind of it's kind of a fun course. You know, yeah. if they do it, you always try and think what they can do better in a perfect world to yeah. make it a better golf course. So you look at it and you go, well, if they do this thing or that thing, this could actually be a really really good golf course. So you know, there's different things that go into it, and I hope some people come to realize. That it's not necessary. Not every golf course is going to be perfect. There's a lot of golf courses that are not as easily maintainable, mm-hmm. and uh, that's just part of it. Have you ever played at uh, Inverness? I have. So I actually work in Inverness during okay. the summer. So I caddy there probably three times a week, make some quick side cash. Yeah, it's very good for my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've played Inverness a couple times on 
Mondays we get to play there for free as caddies. Oh, nice. And then uh, I played there once in a tournament. I qualified for it. I had my uncle caddy for me in it. That was a cool little moment there. Yeah. And I played with some some friends of mine who were in the tournament as well, and we had a good time with it. But Inverness is just such an awesome thing. And I think it's it's really great for the city because it's got a lot of potential to bring a lot of people into the city of Toledo and bring back some money in it mm-hmm. and fame to Toledo from what it used to be. And I think that Inverness is such a quality item for Toledo and it has a lot to bring. And uh, it's just such a beautiful piece of property when you look out there and you go and you see, you can, now you can see every single hole across the property. Yeah. When I caddy for people who are out, from out of town, they're like, wow, this is a special place. That's cool. And it truly is. Did you get to go to that senior open when it was there? I did not, but I went to the Solheim Cup when that was here. Oh, nice. That was what, last year yeah, now, I think. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Had I did Kyle Kyle Ross and I worked concessions the one day at six in the morning. Yeah. Got there, work concessions, and it's it's the weirdest thing. You're like you never knew you were craving a cheeseburger at nine thirty <laughs> in the morning. Like all these people coming up, they're like, What do you got? I'm like, Well, we got this, this, this. They're like, I'll take a cheeseburger. Yeah. I'm like, Okay. Right. You know? And this one one member he tells a story he goes you know i never never thought i'd see the day where i'm like yeah cheeseburger mm-hmm. 9 30 this is the spot yeah, yeah i'm like yeah it's a whole new horizon when you're here you're like you're doing all your volunteer hours or your service and you're like yeah i think a cheeseburger will do the trick right now <laughs> that's awesome have you gone to uh or do you go to golf tournaments and like big tournaments and any of that stuff or any, have you been to any majors or anything so i got to go to last year, my dad won the lottery for the Masters, oh, and wow. we got to go to the par, th- the practice round in the par three, which is really cool. Yeah, and we had him, so we got him before COVID. So mm-hmm. he won the lottery in January before COVID, and we had the tickets, and we were getting ready to go. Then COVID hits, and you're like, oh well, we can't go. It's such a shame. Then COVID's still a thing, so we can't go again. <laughs> but this whole time, which is the best part about it, you had access to like the pro shop and merchandising, so you can buy whatever you oh. want. As long as you have tickets, so you can buy all your memorabilia and stuff yeah. like that. So people are asking, like, "Can you get me this? Can you give me that?" I'm like, "Sure, sure. Yeah. I'll bill you the cost, whatever. Buy it." So for three years, we had access to the pro shop, which is really cool. <laughs> That's probably the best part about it. Sure. You got maximum merchandising, and then we finally got to go last April, and it was one of the beautiful, most beautiful places I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Just the undulation, and you, truly, when you watch it on TV, you don't really get to see like all the hills and undulation. I remember when we walked out onto the property and we got to the first the first the first hole. I'm like, "Wow, that is straight up." <laughs> and then you see them, you're like, "How do they walk this thing? Yeah. They go all the way down, they go up, you go down, and some of the hills like uh, number 10, it goes like straight down and then straight across and some of the hills on the front nine and the back nine are just like you're like, "I don't see this on TV. Like yeah. this is incredible." Yeah. And it's truly one of the greatest pieces of property, and it's like all fenced in, and it's just it's an incredible experience. If you ever some you ever get the chance to go, it it'll change your life really. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I hear people talk about it. Like uh, Scott Van Pelt always yeah. talk about, it, and Ryan Rosillo, he went a few times. Um, but it's it seems like a cool place, and and you're you're probably 100 percent right because on TV you're just like, yeah, this place looks cool. So I would imagine in in person, it's yeah, you do not get the full perspective. And I'll just I'll say something and. The concession stand at the Masters is probably one of the greatest. I hear about well, that all the time. It's the most efficient concession concession stand in the world, and it's still one of the most affordable. Yes, like you can yeah. get anything because they're not. They know they're going to make one hundred and ninety dollars or one hundred and fifty dollars off of shirts and hats yeah. and belts or whatever. So they're not trying to. And parking's free when you go there. You park. It's all free. You walk in. Yeah. Concessions is cheap. You're like, this is the greatest thing ever. They got people. They got so many workers there that volunteer, and they couldn't do it without them, really, that they're there, and they help you through the line. You pick out, like, pimento cheese sandwich, a dollar, ice cream, a dollar. Yeah. Everything's a dollar. You're like, this is great. I got, like, a handful <laughs> of stuff for, like, 11 bucks. This yeah, is yeah. awesome. And you're walking your way around. You get thirsty. Grab a lemonade. You know, grab a water. Grab a Powerade. It's all, like, a dollar. So you're like, this is incredible. I'm not paying seven fifty for a water. It's, yeah. That that's awesome, yeah. That's uh, I because I had heard about that, especially the pimento cheese or whatever mm-hmm. too. People talk about that, but yeah, just the affordability of it. Once you once you get in there, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, well, I we've been talking about 
you know, you, you have such a positive attitude. It seems like you're just, you know, nothing brings you down or whatever. And I knew that was for a fact because you're wearing a brown jersey. <laughs> and if that team doesn't bring you down, <laughs> uh, then I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know what. what we'll will. see after today. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh? What's their record right now? Like three and. We are seven? currently sitting at three and six. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, when's and when's your guy come back? Deshaun. Deshaun comes back in two weeks. Okay. All right. After we play Josh Allen and Tom Brady, so you know. How do you how do you feel how do you feel when they signed him? You know I, all right. This is it's a very loaded question. hundred percent, hundred percent. And you're some an people okay some people may attack me for it, and yeah. I'm okay with that. But I look at it. It was a good move for the Browns, and sure, it may backfire if this if he's not as good as he once was. But when you look at where Cleveland has been and what they have been through the past, I don't know, twenty plus years, yeah. and how they have consistently failed to find a quarterback. And now there is someone out there that is wanting that will come and play for you if you trade for him, and he's willing to put in the effort. It's like why not do it? And then people are going to look at these misconducts and allegations against him. And I'm not saying he's innocent, but you never know exactly what went into all that, and that's okay. But also, other teams, other people are like attacking Browns fans. He's like, oh, you got Deshaun Watson. How can you be a Browns fan? Yada yada yada. It's not like the Browns were the only team that tried to go out there and get him. There were 12 other fan bases yeah. and teams that tried to get him. So don't come attacking Browns fans just because we got Deshaun Watson. Your team was after him, and your team was after him. And it's like, just because we got him, they want to attack us. Maybe because they did, his, their team didn't get him, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe just because they think he's that bad of a person. But well, I, I, That too, and I, I mean, the NFL is full of people who are bad bad people Mm -hmm. or do bad things right maybe not necessarily bad people but do bad things and teams still continue to root for him i think it's just highlighted because he's a quarterback yeah such a quarterback driven league and i think if you look at it from the nfl owner's perspective they are not a fan of the contract that he received and how much guaranteed money went into it they're like we're not we're not doing this we're not paying all our quarterbacks fully guaranteed contracts and stuff like that it's not like baseball where every single penny is guaranteed to you which is awesome i wish i was a baseball player but yeah and and I'm not saying like what he did is we can sweep it under the rug, just like you said, right? He he did bad things or he was alleged to do bad things and he had he's paying the consequences now and should there have been more penalties or less penalties? I don't know. I'm not the person to, to that decides that. And it, um, yeah, it's, but, it but, seems odd to me because he originally received a six game suspension and I'm like, Oh, that's reasonable. I mean, I don't know if it's reasonable, but that's the conclusion they came to. Yeah. And it seemed like all right. It doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. That's what the judge said. Six games is what we deem is is fair. And then the NFL comes basically comes out and says, "No, that's not enough. You're getting 11." And I'm yeah. like, "Where where where is this coming from? Like, yeah. do you just not want him to play? Just get rid of him forever and then we just get rid of the contract and bring someone else in." It's like total double standard, and I'm not saying that it's the reason that we're 3 and 6, but I definitely feel like if he came back after 6 games, we might be a little bit better. Yeah. Well, that and, and punishments in the NFL are all over, all over the place because mm-hmm. you have um what's his name? Uh Josh Josh Gordon? Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's gotten who's gotten basically kicked out of the league yeah, for smoking for pot, right? Smoking pot, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's so it, it's hard to understand like, hey, where are we coming from or what are we doing, you know, like why are all these um why is this penalty over here and this over here? And that's, I think, another reason people are upset is because mm-hmm. there's no, like, black and white, if you do these things, here's what happens to you, yeah. you know? So, but uh, you're going to the game today, you said, yes, right? Yes, yeah. I am going. Yeah. It's one of the, I guess, blessings of the snowstorm, praying <laughs> for the people in Buffalo. But got moved to Detroit, and they're, uh, early in the week I'm talking about it, I'm like, there's no way they move it. They're not going to move it. <laughs> It's Buffalo. Those people, they'll they'll plow through anything for a Bills game. You know, they'll they'll shovel out the stadium. I know. Yeah. Last time they had a snowstorm come through, they I read the article that said they offered people ten dollars an hour to come shovel it out, yeah. and then you get to go to the game for free. So I'm like, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah. You know, make quick fifty bucks and go to the game. You know, you might spend it at concessions, but that's all right. You got to go for free, yeah. basically. Yeah. So and then. When they finally moved it on Thursday, I'm like, you know, that's it's only an hour away, and I'm sure you know the tickets won't be too overly priced considering how quick it is, and they want people in the building. Yeah. So looked at them yet or Friday, and they were sixty five dollars for a decent seat. I'm like, 
anyone want to go? My mom's like, sure, I'll go. My aunt's my aunt came in from Arizona because we're going to the Ohio State Michigan game next week, yeah. and she goes, yeah, I'll go. That's and I'm awesome. like, all right. And Josh is, I'm like, Josh, you want to go? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's just, let's go. I got four tickets on my phone, and we'll see how it goes this afternoon. Hopefully, they don't embarrass us too much. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm expecting the perfection because sure. that never happens in the NFL. But I just want to be entertained for at least three and a half quarters yeah yeah um did you see the pictures in buffalo from the i did those were crazy (laughs) yeah and you look at it you're like people like 10 miles down the road got like six inches and then you go 10 miles this way and they got all the way up half the way up their waist and stuff like that it's just bizarre there was videos too i saw of uh fans helping uh some of the players get out of their driveways and stuff yeah like they brought shovels city comes together like that (laughs) well cool man that have you been to other browns games this year so i have so joel i don't know if yeah he has season tickets yeah he talked about that yeah he we went to a game together and we probably shouldn't anymore because (laughs) it seems like every time joel and i go to a game we get like the doors blown off of us and it's it's happened twice this there's been two games where we've been blown out this season and Joel and I went to the Patriots game. I'm like, I'm looking at it. I go, backup quarterback versus backup quarterback. We're a home. We got the better running attack. Yeah. We should win. Yeah. And we get in there and typical Browns fashion, you know, start the game off two plays in with an interception. I'm like, <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> then they just pour it on us for about the next 30 minutes. And yeah. I'm like, okay, all right. Even at halftime, I'm like, we're down eight, eight-ish points. We got a chance. We're still only down 16 points. We got a chance. <laughs> we we score a touchdown, and then they. I'm on my phone. I look down. They try an onside kick that they end up not getting because, of course, he's out of bounds when they recover it the one time they will all season. Yeah. So, you know, it just seems like every time Joel and I try and go to a Browns game together, they just get absolutely slaughtered and well, we'll, from- we'll still continue to do it just because we love to go to Browns games, That's but fun, hopefully yeah. we have a different outcome. Yeah. So. Are you? Do you like all Cleveland sports? I do. I'm a okay. huge, well, huge Guardians fan. Yeah, yeah. Love the Guards. They're such. They were such a special team oh, this year. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. So, so much, much fun. fun to watch, yeah. and they just got outspent. I guess yeah. when you look at it. Yeah. So, it's like I tell you what. Uh, I'm not going to blame it their their loss, but that weather. Uh, yeah, didn't the help the, us any. the rain didn't help us at yeah. all. Really, they got Cortez back, and then it's yep. still a questionable decision to start Savali in Game Five. I probably would have gone just with the bullpen because it carried them all season. But you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and they sure. had a they made it a lot farther than anyone thought they would. Yeah, and I everyone think thought they were going to be like third or fourth place in the league or in the division. Yeah, so. in the division, they picked no one picked them to win the division or even no. finish second in the division no. for that matter. Everyone was so high on the. Twins and the White Sox, and even some people were picking the Tigers for that matter, and they were a disaster this season. So, <laughs> it you look at it and you're like, they accomplished a lot. And mm-hmm. when you hear some of those players talk, they really came together as a team and played together. And they, everyone says they, or the quote is, they played that disgusting brand of baseball. They just hit the ball around where you're not and run and found, hard, <laughs> run the bases, get people out. Yep. Don't make the stupid mistakes that all these other teams make, and that's how they were able to beat you. And I think. They definitely have a bright future when you look at it going forward. They ban the shift. They find the hole where people are not. So yeah. they should be able to do some good things in the next couple of years, just lock down a couple guys at minimal, well, affordable prices. Obviously, you're going to have to pay some of your starting pitchers, Bieber and McKenzie, and some guys in the bullpen and the outfield. But you got to do what you got to do to keep it successful. So. Yeah, and that's the one thing they've done more than any other team that I'm aware of is sign their guys super early yes. and get you know hoping crossing their fingers that they're going to continue right they did yeah. that with Jose Ramirez and it look and, at how that worked yeah. out and, was... and and for us like Jose Ramirez will forever be my favorite guardian slash indian because yeah. he's like why why would I leave here you know and he, and he stayed and I don't remember any no one superstar do ever. That, yes, ever. No. yes. So it was he. He will forever be my favorite player, and, mm-hmm. unless somebody else does it too, then they'll be on the same level. But um, I love I loved watching them. Oh. Uh, it was it, it's so much fun. Uh, my son my son loves watching the baseball games too. Mm-hmm. He, he went to I think he went to one with my dad and my mom. Um, he got to go to a game this year. Uh, but yeah, watching. 
watching them in the playoffs. I remember we were going to Springfield to, for a football game when yeah. they uh, when they beat the Yankees mm-hmm. in one of their games, and just like listen to on the phone. And the the bus driver had it on uh, in the <laughs> in the bus radio, so I was just like everyone was getting off the bus, and the game was almost over. So I'm just sitting there waiting for the game to be over. But I I just I it's so baseball is oh, so awesome. Baseball is like, great, and yeah. my, it's funny. Like my mom always asked me like. Why would they leave Cleveland when they got to go to New York and pay so many ta- so many taxes, all this money in taxes? Like they do not care about no, the taxes, no. all right? They you could make one hundred and fifty in Cleveland and two hundred and fifty in New York and get in the same place. I'm like they do not care yeah. at all. They want the national media. They want everything yeah. else. They want to be in the spotlight because everyone's like Cleveland's not in the spotlight. But I think eventually they'll get there. They got some young talent in the city. So the one thing, obviously, you talked about defense and they. Won four gold gold gloves this year, mm-hmm. um, and the one thing I wish they would go get and they won't is a good catcher. Like we have good defensive catcher, which is that's what we do, right? You say disgusting baseball, mm-hmm. it's all defense, defense, uh, hit the hit singles and doubles. But man, did Miles Straw and our our pair of catchers just yeah. not hit? <laughs> I, I I don't I love Miles Charles. Oh, he started off the season so hot. Too. I know, and he you look at him previously. He's like a 260, 270 hitter yeah. his first four years, and maybe he just had a down year this year. I don't know why, but yeah. it happens. But it's just some catcher. I mean, it's been like ten. It seems like it's been ten years where you've got a catcher hitting like two hundred or worse, and yeah. it's like we just need someone who is halfway decent who can bat maybe even a. 225, you know, hit a couple homers, like something. <laughs> and I know that's not the direction baseball's going. Averages are getting lower and lower, but it's like, just give us something behind the plate. Yeah. I, I mean, defense is great, and you need a sound catcher back there who knows how to call a game, but you also need a little bit of offensive production in the playoffs. When you look at this year's playoffs, it was all who scored. Yeah. When you score a lot, you're going to win. You can't win every single game. Three to two, two to one, like yeah. the guards did a lot this year, and the walk offs, the comebacks. You can't can't expect to do that when you can't really score that many runs. Yes. So it's it's very difficult. Well, that <laughs> the uh, game against the Rays that went whatever yeah, 15, fifteen innings, scoreless yeah. innings, <laughs> or whatever fifteen, eighteen. I don't even remember yeah. the exact number, but yeah. I'm like they played two, eight. I think it was eighteen. They played two full games before someone scored a run. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I'll tell you what, can't have that. That was. That's why people don't like baseball, but that was so exciting because oh, any, absolutely. anything, any pitch, just like that's how it ended, right? Yep. One pitch against against my my boy Kluber. I was sad a little bit because I like Corey Kluber, and it wasn't his. <laughs> it was ironic. He got traded, but uh, yeah, I, I liked him. But yeah, just it's so frustrating. And then I look at, uh, do you remember when we traded Francisco Mejia to the Padres? Yeah, he, was he was part of the catcher, yeah, right? Big deal, yeah. Yeah, so I look to see where he's at. He signed this offseason for like, a couple million dollars. I'm yeah. Like, why can't we get something like that? Right. Just bring someone back. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's 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 frustrating. Um. So I I only like that's the only Cleveland team I like. I like mm-hmm. other I like Texas teams. My my parents are from Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh. But you're a Cavs fan also. Yeah. You know I I'm not a big NBA guy. My dad always grew up like in the 76ers, so I kind of like them a little bit. And I'll fo- okay. I follow the Cavs somewhat. I'm not a big NBA guy. I think it's not. Not the best sport, if yeah. I'm being honest. I feel like, yeah. uh, well, some people say that my brother, he's like, he's like the playoffs are staged. You know, they they say who's <laughs> gonna win each game. I'm like, I don't, I'm not that far, but I just yeah. think the NBA, it's it's not as good as maybe it used to be. Like people talk about like the 80s and 90s with Jordan and yeah. the Bad Boys and the Pistons and how great the NBA used to be, even in the early 2000s with Kobe and Dwayne Wade and all those players yeah. and the rise of LeBron, but. Now the NBA is just it's like a joke. No one plays defense. There's they don't call a travel. The refs are just out there getting paid to do nothing except blow the whistle a couple of times. There is I did have seen there is a lot of uh team scoring 120 plus exactly. points. Exactly. They <laughs> they just score and score then the ref blows the whistle and you, the coach will say, "Yeah, you weren't supposed to blow it yet. Like come on, you can't call." <laughs> just a terrible foul at the wrong time just to get some media push and sure. like this was a terrible call and then it's like you got all the drama with the Nets and Kyrie Irving and stuff like that. It's like the NBA is just it's, it's like a, a soap opera. Oh my goodness! Like, yeah. and they're all getting these super max deals now, <laughs> trying to play with each other, building a dynasty like we're on two K or something like that. <laughs> you know, like oh, we'll pay you three hundred million over five years. We'll pay you two hundred fifty million. Like that's not how the game's supposed to be played, man. Like what are we doing? 
So we've talked about a lot of sports. What is what is your favorite sport to play, and what is your favorite sport to watch? Oh man! So obviously, big big golf guy, but I also used to love playing baseball, and mm-hmm. we talked about that. I played catcher for a long time. And okay, had a lot of fun with that, playing travel ball and stuff like that. And baseball was always like my second sport, but I also used to play basketball. And I know you've had a couple of our CYO basketball yeah. teammates on here. We've got a. A lot of good stories about that state championship run, and all that stuff. That's it's that's some of the the greatest like sports memories I have is from that CYO basketball. Are you gonna do it again? Out. Oh yeah, we have uh, supposedly we have a practice this. Or, supposedly this, we have a practice one of the next two days, Monday or Tuesday. I'm like, all right, I'll be there. You know, yeah. that's kind of how it is for us. We're yeah. like, we got to practice this week. All right, what day is it? All right, I'll show up. You know, get get together, do a couple things. You know, go over some stuff, and then we go out there and we just play. You yeah. know, we're not like. We Everyone's to, like, CYO is so serious. I'm like, we just literally get together once a week, practice, yeah. and then just go play. Mm-hmm. That's how it was so, when I played. Yeah. I played CYO, same thing. It's, it's well, great. you guys got to defend your state title. Yes, too, right? yes, we do. We, yeah. uh, we, that is the goal. And this year we get to travel outside Toledo, which last year was in Toledo. Yeah. And this year I don't know exactly where it's at. I believe it's either Cleveland or Cincinnati is hosting it this year, which okay. would be fun to stay in a hotel with that group of Young men yeah. and uh, <laughs> so who's who? do some questionable things. But... So who's who's on the team? So this year we have myself, Kyle Ross, mm-hmm. Jack Nordahl, Jack Bohr, Gio Restivo, yep. TJ Tackett's. Then we have Grant Zimmerly's coming back this year. <laughs> um, Jack Nordahl, Joe Caswell, okay, and Eli Diller. So I think there's. I think there's ten of us, and I think that's all we're gonna have this year. Connor, I thought Connor, he's not playing. Connor did play for us last year, and Connor is one of the best basketball defenders I've ever seen. And yeah. we would, we would not have won the state championship if Connor was not on our team. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's gonna be able to play this year. I haven't talked to him yet about oh, okay. it, but right. with all this spring football and stuff like that, yeah. but we'll see. Hopefully, he does. That'd be that'd be awesome, and we'd have a basically the same team, and we had a. Six foot six guy who can just dominate the paint. So, <laughs> well, let's, was he was Grant a good football or uh, basketball player? Oh, he played? oh my goodness, is he Grant, just a big, so big guy? it's funny. Grant like understands basketball and he knows what he's supposed to do, but yeah. it's like when he gets in motion, it's like, <laughs> oh boy, like he's almost out of control sometimes. Yeah. And then it's it almost got to the point where it was like hack a shack almost mm-hmm. where. You just put him on the free throw line instead of letting him keep grabbing the boards because Grant has always, always struggled at the free throw line. I think he makes probably 40% of them from the line. And <laughs> Coach Ross just sits there and looks at him like, if you just make 60%, yeah. we could score 20 more points a game. Yeah. Like, just six out of 10, Grant. That I'm not asking for a lot. I know you can do a little simple math. That's six out of every 10. <laughs> just. That's two extra shots, you know, put a couple more up in practice and we'll be a lot better. Yeah. Which our team does struggle with free throw shooting. We will we're not the best free throw shooting team in CYO. You look at other teams, they're like seven for seven in a game. We'll yeah. be two for fourteen or something <laughs> like that. And we're like killing ourselves at the line yeah. and stuff like that. But the greatest free throw shooting of of our team came in crunch time when Jack made two free throws against St. Rose to get us into overtime and win the game. So when it mattered the most, Jack Jack stepped up and made the two biggest free throws of his life, I'm sure. But CYO basketball is just a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, yeah. But, yeah, right. I mean, probably the best sport to watch for me is, is football. I yep. mean, I just love watching college football. It's rivalry week now, Ohio like, State. I say you like Ohio State. Yeah, so okay. my mom has had season tickets to Ohio State since 1980, so she's been going to games for a long time. Yeah. And then – We've been going to games since I've been old enough to go. Like I think my mom told me, she goes, "Yeah, the first game Ohio State game I brought you to, you were three months old. You were sitting there with us." And I'm like, "Yeah, I get it now." And it's it's such a big part of our family and a lot of families around the area. And I think this week is very special around here, Ohio State, oh, Michigan. Sure. A lot of people get into it, and I think especially now that Michigan's kind of returned to what they used to be, I think. Some Michigan fans were afraid to come out and speak out when they were not as good as Ohio State was, and now that they, well, they won one, that was, whew, that was rough, and you see all these Michigan fans like rise from the ashes and plant their flags in their yard again. You're like, oh, you're back. Yeah, it's great. 
<laughs> good to see you again. You know, you've been gone for the last 10 years, but you're back now. So, Well, what's tough is uh, they, I mean, Ohio State has beaten Michigan like a billion times in a row. Yeah. So when they do get one, the only thing I didn't like, they won last year. They haven't won yeah. in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, I didn't like it. They have the uh, right and the ability to celebrate. Yes. But yes, Ohio State, Ohio State. Fans continually just like, oh, good job, you won one. Of the-. Well, just let them celebrate. They won yeah, one. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can you can celebrate, but then a lot of it is they go too they try go too far with it, and yeah. I think that's a big part of it. But for like the last three four years leading up to it, all you ever heard out of Michigan fans was JT was short, and I'm like, that was four years ago. <laughs> I was there at the game about yeah. parallel to where JT was. He got. Across the line, you look at it. Is the football is just barely across the line? That's what they called on the field. Oh, but JT was short. Every t- every argument ended with JT was short. And I'm like, it, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Like, would that have changed the face of Michigan football? I don't know. W- would it have changed Michigan football? I don't know. We'll never know. And maybe they're starting to get back on track. I I don't know. <laughs> but we'll see. That's so good. Uh, well, before before we've been talking four to five minutes, and we didn't even talk about your podcast. Yeah. Um, so I had, like I said, I had Joel on here. Yeah. I had Mr. Rogers. We talked about it. Um, I understand how they got, you know, started with it and got involved. How did you get involved? Was it was it already done? It was like, hey, we need Jack, or they asked you. Hey, so you I don't know what Joel told you, but <laughs> basically, <clears throat> JSN when Rogers started it, they were I wasn't originally in it. And they came up with the idea to revive the podcast. Mm-hmm. And the members of JSN before me, they Rogers asked him, hey, who should we get to do this? And they're like, I think Jack Weisenberg would be perfect for it. Yeah. That's what they said. So then I'm just sitting in class one day, third period, or yeah, no, four or five period, whatever. Rogers walks in, sits down like across the table from yeah. me, and he goes, Jack, how you doing? I'm like, good. <laughs> how are you doing? What are you, what are you doing here? He goes... So uh, there's been some recommendations by some of your peers and another teacher that you should do a podcast with a or for us. And I'm like, they go, would you be interested? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. That yeah. sounds like a good opportunity. I didn't, didn't really know much at the time. Didn't know what where we would be now. But at the time, I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, I'll do it. And you're like, great. We'll figure out the specifics later. But I got on to it. And they go, we'll find you a co-host later. And then I was... Tell, starting to tell people about how I'm going to do this podcast. Yeah. Didn't really know where it was going to go. And then I'm like, we're finding a co-host. And then Joel's like, oh, that sounds cool. And then he, like a couple days later, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to be the co-host. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> he goes, I go, just go ask Rogers. He goes, can I be the co-host? He goes, yeah, sure. And then he goes, all right, I'm your co-host. I'm nice. like, all right, great. Fantastic. Yeah. And it's something you, you have uh, seven episodes? We have, yes. Episode right? seven was last week. Yep. Episode eight, we're doing on Tuesday with The Hunts. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. And I haven't... Uh, is it every week you guys are putting one out? Yeah. As, right now, we're doing trying to do one every week. Okay. Typically, we produce it on Tuesdays and get it out either Wednesday or Thursday, but we have a couple special episodes coming up in the oh, next nice. couple weeks that we'll do on Mondays and then hopefully get them out on Tuesday or Wednesday and... Uh, we just recently got our first sponsor, so side oh. sidelines has been interested in our podcast, and we might we're going to start to do some work with them. So that's a big thing for us. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's always a uh, it's always uh, an added thing. Like, oh, if people are interested in this thing. Yeah, you know, not just my my family. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I feel about this podcast. Um, I was talking to Joel on the sideline one time during practice, and. I told him, for me, it doesn't matter. Like, obviously, I want a bunch of people to listen, right? Mm-hmm. I would love for everyone to listen to this podcast. Yeah. But when somebody just comes up to me and be like, hey, I listen to your podcast when I when I work out, or I listen to your podcast when I drive to mm-hmm. work, or or I look forward to every every Monday and Thursday when you put one out. You yeah. know, even if it's a few of those people, then I was like, cool, I'll, I'm going to keep doing this. A, because mm-hmm. I like to do it. But somebody's out there listening. Yeah. Right? And it was funny, Joe, I, I told Joel I was coming on here. I go, yeah, I'm coming on the Nerd Ball with, with Melcher. And he goes, you are? I go, yeah. I just he goes, yeah. Look at that. Like two weeks, two weeks after I asked him, he uh, he accepted. He goes, Jack, it took me like two years yeah. to get a spot on there, and <laughs> yeah. you got it in two weeks. I'm like, I, I just asked the question, and he said yes. I'm like, all right, this is great. Yeah, I uh, Joel would always give me shit for that too because he would that was always so funny. He was, he was like, what he am was, I coming? He up? was very upset. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like, Joel. I'm like, I didn't think and he just said yes, and yeah. I'm, here we are. Yeah. I'm like, 
Well, part of it for most of this season, um, I didn't have one of these mic stands. I didn't have, mm-hmm. um, so I couldn't have more than yeah. I could just be two people. So I need to get more. Um, and I just, I don't know. It's it just didn't didn't work out, or I had other people on, or do whatever. Sorry, so, Joel. Sorry, Joel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny that that happened. Oh, he's like, yeah. He's uh, like, how are you on that already? I'm like, oh. <laughs> and not to say Joel isn't a good communicator, <laughs> right? Uh, but you 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 are, and I knew yeah. like I because part of it too is finding another person, and yeah. it's easy to schedule when it's just one person. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say yes. Are you available? If it's two people, it's like, well, let me check with this person. Well, they can't do yeah. this time, or they can't do this day, or I can't do the other day, or whatever. So, um, but uh, inside the hive is what it's called, right? Yep, I don't think that is it. correct. Uh, Jacket Sports Network. Um, you guys are out on anywhere we can get a podcast. Yeah, right now we are on Spotify and Apple Apple Podcasts. Okay, uh, it's a great listen. If you haven't listened to it, please uh, please do. It's much like these. It's it's obviously inside the hive. It's Perrysburg focused. Mm-hmm. You know that's what these are, and um, I'm trying to get beyond that at some point but uh it's great for the community it's great for you guys to be able to like learn conversations and and learn how to do that kind of stuff ask questions to not only your Mm -hmm. peers but adults Uh, but it's good for your guests too especially when 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 other high school kids come on there to to be a part of something like that it's Mm -hmm. it's a cool experience so uh, i know you got to get out of here because you got to go to the game Mm -hmm. uh i appreciate you coming on here thank you thank you this was awesome um i look forward uh to um hopefully well, no, not hopefully your brother. Because if they do win, then my mother in law is going to be upset, and my wife is upset too. So, <laughs> so well, you, you know, you got to protect the family yeah. first. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- uh, thanks again, Jack. Yeah, no problem. This has been a great opportunity, and I thank you for it. And please stay tuned for next week's Inside the Hive. Yeah, great. Thanks everybody for checking out this episode of the Nerdball Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're hearing this on any of the podcasters on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We're kind of coming at you two times a week now, audio and video. Check us out on all the social medias. Just search the Nerdball Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're out there. Uh, Gmail is thenerdballpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email, we'd be happy to get back to you. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.